and welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I am your host. <laughs> My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. What's up, girl? I'm like running out of breath. I don't know what's happening. It's the altitude, that that famous Oklahoma altitude. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> These Oklahoma hills. Yeah. They're getting to me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, I I flew into Oklahoma yesterday on a 7 a.m. flight. Oh, that is early. By the way, Happy New Year, listeners. Happy New Year. If you're listening to this, that means it's 2022. Can you believe we made it? I sure can't, but that's mostly because if you pull back the curtain a little bit, you'll you'll figure out that we are doing this in 2021. Oh no, don't pull back the curtain on the wizard. I gotta do it, because here's the thing. We've all seen some shit in the past two years, and like, imagine we're doing a podcast in February that doesn't come out until March. And we're like, oh, I'm partying every weekend and blah, blah, blah. And that's 2020 that I'm talking about, of course. Like, you just don't know what's coming. So Omnicrom could be turning people into alligators and everyone finds that out Mm -hmm. on December 30th and we're (laughs) not talking about it because we're not there yet. We're just ignoring the biggest news story in the world. (laughs) Yeah, which I mean, we could also just do that. Sometimes we do that anyways, because it's not like our news stories get the press that they deserve. Exactly. We're the journalists hitting hard in the communities that deserve it the most. Florida. Florida. (laughs) Speaking of Florida, I'm I'm just drinking a full ass Gatorade right now. Hell yeah. Guess what? Kind. Um... Glacial, ch- glacial. Is there like a glacial cherry? Glacial, glacial cherry, ice? probably. Is that that's the white one? Mm-hmm. Like the white one that's cherry for some reason because the red one is fruit punch. No, I'm drinking cool blue. Good choice, solid choice. Mm-hmm. If you don't go with the OG orange, I think that's a solid runner up. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, orange I think is my first choice for sure, but. I just, it's weird to drink Gatorade without vodka in it, you know? <laughs> yes. Like, I almost don't recognize the taste. <laughs> it's a, uh, it helps you wake up even. <laughs> in college, we used yeah. <laughs> to put vodka and Pedialyte together. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. I would go to uh, hockey games and take the train there, and then we would just put vodka in the Gatorade bottles, you know, deeming it, of course, Faderade. Faderade. I love that. <laughs> why are you trash (laughs) i'm trash because it's just been christmas time you know in the past Uh and Uh of course (laughs) you know money should be going out for presents for family and loved ones and friends and i'm a compulsive gambler and i have an, an app on my phone That gets me points in Las Vegas, like actual prizes and points in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. But you get to play slots and blackjack. And when I tell you I spent over $500, which is (gasps) more, I swear to God, that's more than the value of any of the prizes I've redeemed so far. I've gotten like hotel rooms, show tickets, like real, you know, buffets. I spent $500 in an online casino. And I am 
mortified. I don't have $500 just to go throwing around. It's like I went to Vegas and and lost. Wait, over how much time? Over like two or three weeks. Oh my God. I like had to delete the app off of my phone because I was just like, I would get up big. I would get into the billions of these little coins and I would be like, I'm going to be up forever. And then I would get down. I mean, down. And then I would buy back in. I'm fucking shocked. Like, I know you like to gamble. Okay. That's all fine. But, like, there's people out there with, like, really, really, really debilitating gambling addictions. And if you're spending $500, I mean, this app must be just raking it in. Raking in the cash. Raking what in do the you cash. Spend, what do you spend on average when you go to Vegas? Is that too personal of a question? Uh, I put aside, like, $200 to gamble with when I go to Vegas. Like, slots and blackjack. It's, like... Here's $200 to lose. Okay. Okay. And so you allowed more from the comfort of your own home. You, you're you thinking clearly, more clearly in an oxygen-filled, loud, fun casino where they're yeah. serving you fr- drinks than you are yeah. just sitting on your couch. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that. I mean, I can, but like, holy shit. I'm straight garbage and I've been holding this in and I've been embarrassed about it, but now I feel a little bit of relief letting it out, but I can't get that money back. No, I mean, I I guess you redeem for your hotel rooms and stuff. Oh, I'm going to make the most out of it. I'm going to get all that I can get from it. Great. Why are you trash? Well, seeing as it was just New Year's, I thought I would go with a historical trash. <sighs> I'd like to say that I've only done this once, but that would be a lie. I have a bit of a get too drunk on New Year's and pee in public problem. Oh, oh no. So, you know, sometimes it's you get too drunk and then you pee in between two cars in a dark neighborhood of the party that you were at. Is that a crime? Technically, yes. Okay, fine. But <laughs> something <laughs> something very specific happened to me where it was the year. Do I want to say the year? No, I shouldn't in case no. I'm incriminating. Yeah. Incriminating myself. Let's just say that there was a year that I was like, wow, that was a really great year that I just had. And I thought back to the new years because I was I was getting to the new year of the next year. And I was like, well, why was that year so great? And I tend to be superstitious because I'm an idiot. And so I thought about it and I was like, well, what did I do for New Year's last year that spawned off this wonderful year I just had? And I was like, well, I got really drunk at a bar and I got like I, we were waiting for a cab. So that should tell you something about the year if we were waiting for a cab taxi. And I had to pee. Everywhere was closed. And I pulled my little chonies down and I peed in front of a chase bank. <laughs> and so on my drunken walk home, I thought to myself, what made last year so good? How did I start it off? And I see in the distance a Bank of America and I go, that's what started it off. Yeah. I peed in front of a bank. <laughs> And so drunk with a, a, a whole new group of people than the last time I did this, I said, everyone, 
wait, stop. I know we're walking back to our friend's house from a bar. I've got to do this. Otherwise, I'm going to have a shit year. And I, uh, I peed in front of a bank. I don't think it affected my year. <laughs> yeah, it was two years in a row that I, I, I really thought that the secret to having a, a good year was to pee in front of a bank. And who, I mean, who knows? Like, what a statement uh, I'd be making now because I fucking hate banks. But yeah, I'm a trash person. <laughs> well, the woman in our first story did something very similar. Yes. Yes, she did. According to the <laughs> Orlando Sentinel, sh- uh, Florida woman, of course, with a machete acting erratically in Win Dixie throws feces at deputy. Is that similar? Uh, and, and we're splitting hairs. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) A Florida woman who brought a machete into a Winn-Dixie and acted erratically in the store kicked a responding deputy in the face, then defecated in a patrol car and tried to throw feces at the officer, authorities said Monday. A crew cleaning the vehicle later found a bag with nearly 12 grams of methamphetamine. Of course. What's a Winn-Dixie? It's a grocery store chain in the South. Okay. That's what I thought it was. That's how I imagined it to be. Yeah. Uh, I believe their mascot Um, is a little pig. Yes, of course. Of course. Now, why do you carry a machete? Personal protection. Uh, If you meet a coconut somewhere along the way in nature. I mean, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, tons of reasons to carry a machete. You know why I feel proud of her in a way is that even on meth... She knew not to take a machete to a police officer and instead somehow kick him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. She had enough respect for the law and the lawman to (laughs) kick him in the face. I'll say this. I'm proud of these uh, officers, too. Yes. They showed incredible restraint. Yeah. They didn't didn't shoot her. So the world is healing. It's true. It's true. That's what the story Um, tells us. 2022, you're going to be all right. Oh, no. Don't put that out there. Oh, no. This is me being superstitious. 2022 is going to be our year. Cut to. (laughs) Yeah, fuck. So I don't have a good transition. I'm just going to fucking steamroll it. Yeah, steamroll it. According to the Daily Star. According to the Daily Star.co, mum. Livid over 85-euro Grinch visit that left house trashed and sun drenched in juice. Internet users have shared their disbelief after a mum's fuming post about an expensive Grinch visit that saw the impersonator trash a buffet and pour juice on her son that went viral. What is this new trend of people paying? Like, is this new or like, or do I just know about it now because of TikTok of people paying other people to dress up like the Grinch and like sneak up on their kids? It's a, it's a new trend. I blame Elf on the Shelf. And, <laughs> you know, I, I actually saw a Reddit post the other day that uh-huh. it was an R slash relationship and mm-hmm. the girl had a Grinch fetish oh. and is upset that her boyfriend won't dress up like the Grinch and bang one out with her. <laughs> I I don't want to kink shame, but it feels like a slippery slope. It feels real slippery. Mm-hmm. You do the Grinch once, and then she's going to expect it every Christmas. And then all of a sudden, it's Christmas in July. 
You know, Mm -hmm. the movies are on the Hallmark Channel, so we should do it again. And then before you know it, you can't have sex until you put on those long, weird furry gloves. Yeah. If anything, the man's holding up the the integrity of the relationship. How did Reddit respond to that? Because I'm I just I'm curious because you can't force people to be into stuff they don't want to do. Yeah, I did not get into the response. I just saw the post and I said, not going to touch this one. <laughs> That's fair. Well, this uh, Grinch impersonator seemed to touch everything in this Ooh. house. Mm hmm. Mother Laura McGill, according to the Belfast Live, is from Northern Ireland, shared on Facebook, and she said that while the advertisement suggested the Grinch would mess the kid's bed, throw toilet paper on their Christmas tree, and take photographs at the end, what she received and said was something far more destructive. She was describing the damage, said every bit of party food, expensive cupcakes threw all over the place, tree decorations broke, fairy up liquid poured on my kitchen floor, egg smashed, full bottle of juice poured over my floor and my son. Well, hello, you wanted the Grinch. Yeah, Yeah, bitch. As advertised, you got what you paid for. Like the Grinch fucking hates Christmas. He's going to, like, he literally tried to blow up or light the tree on fire or something in Whoville. And you just, like, what do you expect? I saw a tweet the other day that was like, the Grinch, is that his race, his occupation, or his name? Or all three? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, good question. You're a Grinch, Mr. Grinch. (laughs) Of the Grinches. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, who knows? It feels gross when I make it racial. I know. What's even grosser is I was trying to think of the way to do it, too. (laughs) So I guess we all have to learn. You know who doesn't need to learn a thing? The gentleman in our next story, which is an update from a story we've done previously. Yes. So from timesunion.com, the man who carved wooden penis in Wilton resolves case. An audacious woodworker who erected a seven-foot sculpture of a penis and testicles on his property only to face the long arm of the law is on track to resolve his case. Oh, we need to remind the people, you know, what happened happened. Yeah. So he was charged in June of 2020 for displaying offensive sexual material on his lawn. However... He is set to have his charges tentatively dismissed under an agreement with the Saratoga County prosecutors on Friday. He carved the phallic statue as a protest after they revoked his building permit for his workshop the prior October. Right. Right. Okay. So he basically said, you take my wood shop, I make a giant penis. Mm Mm-hmm. As as it is written, so it shall be done. I mean, it's been good for the city, it seems like. People are like... Coming to visit. (laughs) (laughs) He uses the moniker, the Wilton Woody. (laughs) And he thinks he's going to like sell it for $30,000. Or he's joking about that, I guess. Yeah. He left a memorial reading castrated by the state police. (laughs) I don't know if I said this the first time, but like maybe he's doing some bad stuff in his workshop, you know? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, did the city pull it for no reason? Like, I don't, he's a little bit, <laughs> I don't remember this story perfectly. So, like, I'm reading it with semi-fresh eyes. I'm like, but what did you do? Like, why did you react this way? You know, he did, uh, he, he agreed to move it out of the view of a public highway. So, right. You know, 
I think protesting is the most American thing that you can do. And this is just a nonviolent protest. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised to hear you say that. I would think that a class action lawsuit is the most American thing you can do, in your opinion. Oh, you know what? That's probably number two. <laughs> <laughs> protest, class action lawsuit, hamburgers and hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I was doing food, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Americans, we do be like that. Yeah. Speaking of, of protesting, our next story deals with people protesting a little bit. From KTVB.com, the folks reviewing applications for vanity plates also seem to do a lot of backwards readings to ferret out submissions that don't meet standards. You narcs. You narcs. Many Idahoans who've watched the state's skyrockets, the state's population skyrocket would agree. Sometimes... Traffic gets downright obscene. Hardly. But, when it, hardly. but okay. But when it comes to making <laughs> license plates, someone's make sh- someone's making sure the drivers get through the gym state and keep it clean. I do remember us doing a story about Idaho and how they there's part of it that wants to join Montana because they don't like all these new people coming into Boise mm-hmm. uh, who are all Democrats and stuff. From New oh, no, York that's City. Not true. That's that was Oregon. Oregon wants to join Idaho. Oh, I'm a fool. I don't even yeah. look at me bringing up things wrong. <sighs> Jeez, Louise. That's all right. Whatever. So, personalized plates in any language may not carry sexual term that is vulgar, obscene, or in poor taste, and may not consist of a term that is considered to be one of obscenity. Contempt, prejudice, hostility, insult, racial degradation, ethnic degradation, profanity, or vulgarity. Vulgarity in there twice. Some of the plates that were rejected is axhole, A X E H O L E, dig, dig, bick, B T E M E, shat box, shat box, <laughs> clean A F. D-A-M. What's wrong with that? Bad 69 SS. W rectum. Rectum. <laughs> Hardly knew him. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> That's funny. Stay in CA. Stay in oh, California. Oh, like stay in California. That's mm-hmm. fair. I'm surprised that one didn't make it through. People really fucking hate Californians. Like they yeah. fucking hate us. Hate us. Hate us. Can you blame them? Why? (laughs) No, I don't understand. We're just two girls who do a podcast every week talking about what pieces of shit we are. I don't understand. (laughs) With with perfect weather. (laughs) (laughs) I wore a light jacket today. Okay. And Erica has altitude poisoning from being in Oklahoma. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Here's the thing. I say here's the thing way too much. Okay. I was editing an episode and I heard myself say it several times, so I'm trying to cut that out. But people hate it. The money and the transplants that come from like California and New York and they change like the landscape and the demographics of rural, more right-leaning states. Well, 
All I have to say to that is you have as many senators as we do. So it's better if we spread out. That's how it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's more people in the city of Los Angeles that are in the entire state of Idaho, probably. Mm -hmm. That's probably not too far off from the truth. So (sighs) I don't know what to tell you other than sorry. Sorry. The next people in our story are probably pretty sorry as well. (laughs) From WFLA.com, we got another Florida story. Perfect. Seminole woman arrested, accused of breaking sink in Irish 31 bathroom during intimate encounter. Okay. Charged with criminal mischief after an intimate encounter in a pub bathroom ended up breaking the sink off the wall. Damn. An affidavit said that Catherine Trammell, 37, and a friend were in the bathroom of Irish 31 Pub and Seminole together when the staff members asked them to leave. The pair then sat at the bar before entering the bathroom again and leaving a short time later. However, they noticed that after the second bathroom visit, the sink was broken off the walls. I mean, damn. Getting it done. I guess. like, But in a public bathroom like that? And I'm just going to say, I'm just going to guess that Irish 31 Pub... Does not have a clean bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. One time when I was working at P.F. Chang's as a bartender, two people went in the bathroom and had sex. And it was like, literally like the whole fucking restaurant knew. (laughs) Like, I think that people think that they're so like sneaky in public places. Actually, that's happened twice at two different P.F. Chang's I worked at. Here's the thing. The entire staff knows. And usually we're told... By people who are in the restaurant. And then by then, it's like everyone fucking knows. Everyone knows. When you have three employees have to go into a, a bar bathroom to get two people out, like everyone knows what you did. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But like, you ain't sneaky. Also, mm. you know what I've been thinking of a lot lately as I travel? What? Whenever I go into an airplane bathroom, I'm always like, no way. How? How does the Mile High Club exist? Yeah, like like maybe as as a person, I've gotten a little bit bigger. And so maybe it's becoming less and less realistic to me. But I don't remember a time where I've ever like comfortably been in a bathroom, like an airplane bathroom. And I do think that they might be getting smaller to save room on planes. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the newer the plane, the smaller the bathroom. That's not a thing. Why are we writing that into movies? No one can do that. That sounds impossible. Yeah. Regardless of what size I have been in an airplane bathroom, there's no way two people can fit in there with me. No. Or uh, not two people. Not even all. one person. Hardly. Yeah. Anyways. I call BS. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so Trammell was arrested and read her rights, and then she admitted to getting physical with her friend in the bathroom and breaking the sink, but she did not elaborate exactly how the sink was damaged. I think we can put two and two together. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. What I can't put together is why the person in our next story did what they did. (laughs) I like that one. I like that transition. 
Thank you. Really gives you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> yeah. From WPXI.com. Tractor trailer driver charged with DUI after crashing, stripping naked along I-70, Rost Raver. A tractor trailer driver driving under the influence. He crashed and then he stripped naked. I, that, I don't understand why he would do that unless he was perhaps uh, thinking he was on fire. Well, you know you can't be arrested if you're naked. I mean, everybody knows that. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The police legally can't arrest you if you're naked. So, Again, I'm not a lawyer and that is not legal. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, you should definitely give that (laughs) exclaim. I am not a lawyer and that is not legal advice. Yes. Yes, it, it is also not true, uh, as we learned from this person. He's 26 and definitely got arrested full ass naked. They found a handgun in the cab of the truck, but no carry permit. And uh, when they interviewed him at the hospital, he gave him a bunch of wrong information. Brilliant. Man, the trucking company gave the correct off- the officer the correct identification. Man, mm. why that makes me scared. Like, well, why you drive that big of a truck, drunk or high? Yeah, yeah. Why are you getting behind the wheel for any any reason like that? That that just doesn't make sense to me, and it scares me. But what happens in our le- next story makes less sense to me. Oh yeah, I am. I like that. Baffled. I like that transition. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I do like. Uh, according, to, <laughs> according to the sun.com, I got fired from Whole Foods because I ate food they were going to throw away. Some people agree I was in the wrong. A person who claims to be a former Whole Foods employee is speaking out about the reason he got fired from the grocery chain. He stated he was terminated from the company for eating leftover baked goods that were destined for the trash. But some people say he's in the wrong anyway. I got hired from Whole Foods because I took home bagels and muffins that they were going to throw in the trash. They also threw away approximately eight pizzas every night and told the hot foods department they'd get fired if someone ate some without paying for it first. The tweet sparked a huge debate about the Whole Foods practices and some people sympathizing with the user and others arguing the grocery store was right to ax him. So this is interesting. I've worked at restaurants before where it's been like that you can take home stuff at the end of the day because it does straight up just go in the trash. But there were some like places that like some locations of said chain restaurant that was not P.F. Chang's. It was definitely another one. That sounds like it was P.F. Chang's. It really wasn't. It was another one that I worked at. <laughs> but they considered it stealing. And it's like stealing from whom? The trash can? Right. Right. If I dumpster dived after this, it wouldn't be considered stealing, right? Yeah. And and the, and but a lot of places lock their dumpsters too because they don't want people to dumpster dive, but it, it it is crazy the amount of waste. Yes. It is a huge problem. It doesn't sound like this Whole Foods was donating its thrown away food because some people were commenting saying that they worked at major grocery chains and that they would donate food. And some other people like who are defending Whole Foods said that, you know, if you, if they got sick by that end of the day food, that they could be sued or that everyone will stop buying and wait for them to throw food out or wait for them to get close to expiration. So the stores give it out for free, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, this isn't, this isn't people. This is an employee. Right. 
when I worked at the Tiger Paw, the gas uh-huh. station in my hometown, we had like a hot box of, you know, fried food, like corn dog and chicken strips and, you know, potato wedges. And uh-huh. we would make it throughout the day, but then it would drop at night basically. And I would come in and be like, are y'all giving away corn dogs and chicken strips? You know, like 30 minutes before closing, I would see mm-hmm. what they were giving away. Like, and then when I, you know, at, like everybody would come by <laughs> and it was like, oh, well, up to your discretion who you wanted to give the free food to at a certain point in the night. So it's like, are you blessed and highly favored? Then you can have the free corn dog tonight. That's crazy. Yeah. It was wild to give a 17 or 18 year old that much authority. (laughs) I picked who got the corn dogs. (laughs) Is that Nixon? Yeah. Yeah. God. You know what Nixon would have liked? What do you think he would have liked? I don't know. I'm about to make a wild accusation about Richard Nixon. I think he would I think he liked a G-string. You know, I can see old Dick wearing a G-string. Yeah, why not, you know? According to our next story from yahoonews.com, a man was kicked off a plane for using a G-string as a face mask. Can I just say this really fast? Uh, <laughs> First of all, you know this guy's coming from Florida. We don't even have to read this, okay? But so I order things on Shein because I'm a trash monster, which, by the way, most of it here. See, I got two hauls, two hauls in the past like month or so. One of them, most of the shit was too big, so I sent it back. This round, all of it's too small. Like, can I win here? No. no. So. Yeah. I did buy a nightgown, and I didn't realize this, but the nightgown came with a matching g-string, <laughs> and I don't, I don't wear g-strings. It's not enough cloth. Yeah, for moi. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with this thing, may- except maybe wear it as a face mask. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, footage of the man being asked to leave Washington, D.C. flight from Port Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, for not wearing a mask compliant was shared at the local news station WSVN. How did he get all the way to the plane? Great question. It's a like- federal mandate to wear a face mask inside of an airport and an airplane <laughs> at all times over your nose and mouth. Thank you for complying. Fucking TSA was like, it's cool. We we can see it's panties. We're we're cool with it. And not until these poor fucking flight attendants who have to go through enough were the finally the ones to be like, no, get out of here. No. It's it's infuriating to watch grown adults wear a face mask around their chin. And I'm like, do you understand what a f- like what the purpose of a face mask is. Do you get like, why we're honestly, doing any of this? Message received loud and clear. You don't like to do this. That's fine. Just stay home then. You don't get to fly. Like, yeah. I don't fucking like a lot of shit that we have to do that's like the law. But I do it. <laughs> or I don't do that thing. 
It's either, I mean, like, you don't, just wear the fucking mask. Yeah. And the thing is, another passenger actually challenged the airline crew, refusing to put on his mask as well. And a confrontation with the staff member happened. He was filmed saying, I'm out of here and left the aircraft. You know, don't people don't understand what they're taking away from good people like you and me. They are like taking alcohol off of flights now permanently, unless you're in first class or something. Because flight attendants are having to deal with so much bullshit. And you guys are getting, we still have to wear the masks and you're getting alcohol taken away. Please. Please, I need this to fly. I need it. It's the only time that I ever indulge in tiny, tiny bottles of alcohol. Please stop it. Itty bitty. They're so cute. They're so cute. And the flight attendant gives me two. Two. Only if you're good. And only if they like you. It's true. You ever get into a quarrel with your partner? How dare you ask me about my personal life? Uh, You know what? Immediately, I, I I heard it and I said, I crossed a boundary. I crossed a boundary. Uh, you know, we have, but I, I don't, I don't remember it. They never, nothing memorable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes Winston will bring up a previous quarrel or fight and I'm like, mm. like sands through the hourglass. It's gone. However, wow. yeah, I just don't remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a trauma response, my poor memory. That's what I've chosen to believe. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But in our next, uh, we have a Dear Prudence from Slate.com. Oh, I love a Dear Prudence. I do. Help! I found my husband's list of every argument we've ever had. Wow. I am married to a very smart, very calm man. We get along very well. I'm a stay-at-home mom at the moment, and we have a lovely toddler. I, like a lot of moms, feel like a lot of my efforts are unseen, and it resulted in a fight the other night. It was nothing particularly toxic, but he left for a meeting and he left his computer on. It didn't take much to find a list that he's been keeping for a year of every quarrel that he's had with me. He's been keeping a list of things he feels I bullied him into, times when he felt like he was in the right. It's all there. This whole time I've asked him explicitly, are we okay? And he says we're fine, but there's a list. And now I have no idea what to do. I was snooping, so do I acknowledge that as well as the fact that he's keeping an active list of grievances? Do I go through the list and try to address each time I was wrong and pretend I'm just doing that by chance? There are things on there that I've always felt super insecure about and convinced that myself that he wasn't bothered by. I'm honestly so thrown off by this. What should I do? Is this divorce territory? Man, I don't I mean like this. I don't know how I would be able to get past that, you know, personally. You know, I'm of two minds because one of me is like, I don't know how I could get over this ever. But the other part of me is like, damn, somebody that knows how to use Google Sheets really well, that's a turn on. (laughs) You know, like if he's organizing fights, I'm like, just think of what else he could do in Google Sheets. Like... He could use these powers for good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's the answer that 
the article gives. Oh, no, I'm sure that list was hard to see, but I don't think this is a crisis and certainly isn't divorce territory. You're going through a difficult patch as a couple and his parents, and we know now that his response has been to write things down. That's not bad. He didn't cheat. He didn't talk horribly about you behind your back. He didn't remove you from his life insurance policy. In the same way you wrote this letter to me about what was bothering you, he wrote down things that were bothering him. Should he feel betrayed by this letter? I hope you don't think so. What you saw was documentation of his thoughts, thoughts that are similar to the ones I'm sure you've had after you've bumped heads. This does sound like an important sign that you need to be having more conversations, not just fights and disagreements, but check-ins about how you're feeling and doing and more than, are we okay? You don't have to tell him you saw the list to initiate this. I think that would just open another set of issues around trust. Just promise yourself you won't snoop again. Because snitches get stitches, bitch. <laughs> Prudence did not say that. <laughs> no, that was me editorializing. Maybe that means couples therapy, or maybe it means a good sit-down conversation in which you tell him something to make sure your relationship is strong, and it would like to know if there's anything you can do to make it better. The important thing is that you let him know it's okay to come up to you when something is bothering him. And of course, you should do it in the same. And of course, you should do the same. You know, I got to be honest, I don't agree with prudence here. Yeah. What would you, what would you do? Here's, well, what would you do? If, well, I've seen this on the internet a few times, and I think that I might agree with it just because of my own past experiences. If you're snooping through someone's phone or computer, your relationship might already be over. Mm -hmm. But what I hear in this advice is basically, okay, one more secret, but then after that, you guys have to be honest. You know, if, mm -hmm. if let's, let's say the situation was reversed and I had some sort of list of every fight and then all of a sudden my partner sees it and they're like suddenly really trying to be really open and communicative and address all these issues secretly. I'm going to be like, did they see my fucking list? Or like, what did, what, what happened? What you need to do if you want some advice from Cassandra, who's had a lot of failed relationships, <laughs> but isn't a pretty good one now. The one that makes this one different is that we talk about everything, communicate about everything, even if it's fucking shitty, mm -hmm. even on shitty stuff. We'll still sit there and we'll talk it out. And I just feel like this woman needs to be like, here's the deal. I saw your list. I, I'm sorry. I was looking on your computer. This is why I think I was looking on your computer and now I saw this list and like, you know, I'm coming at you in left field about this. So we don't necessarily have to hash out every item. However, things need to change in the way that we communicate because obviously there's a lot of stuff that is living inside of you that I did not know was living inside of you. Yeah. That's, I, I you know, it's the same thing of like, you know, you don't have to get divorced. Like you just have to communicate better, but don't keep the list as a secret. It's, it, it feels like a weird power struggle. Cause like you have the power because you know the about the list, but also you're giving him too much power because you're the one who's like being like, what do you need from me? You know, like, I don't know. I don't you're mm -hmm. only as sick as your secrets. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Take that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. If you're snooping, <clears throat> if you're snooping, something's wrong. And I yeah, agree that 
that she should be honest about the snooping. Right. Because, like, that's the thing. Everyone, like, when you snoop and then you find something and then you're like, should I say something about what I found? Because if I do, they're going to find out I was snooping. It's like, okay, well, but it's it now you know. Like, mm-hmm. so what What are you going to do? I don't know. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Just don't thing. snoop. Just don't snoop. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, Cass. What's going on? Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready for the dumpster fire of the week? Oh, my God. 2022 with that sting. Would that sting? Would that sting do? <laughs> From the New York Post, Vanilla Vigilante, Spencer Sheehan goes after Pop-Tarts and 7-Eleven snacks. Consumer crusader or opportunistic lawyer? In recent years, Spencer Sheehan has filed hundreds of lawsuits against food and beverage industry, like the lack of strawberries in the whole grain frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts and the death of the real vanilla in Chobani's Oat Vanilla and Oat Strawberry Vanilla Yogurt. The New York-based attorney has gone after vanilla flavoring and food products that so many times he's been dubbed the state's vanilla vigilante. For the past two years, Sheehan, 42, has been involved in more lawsuits against the food and beverage industry than any other lawyer in the state. That's according to a new report in the American Tort Reform Association, a Washington, D.C. nonprofit that seeks to reduce lawsuit abuse. You know, I'm just going to answer the headline, in my opinion, or rather the first question. And I think that this guy is a consumer crusader. If you say vanilla, I want vanilla, not imitation or, you know, white flavoring. Yeah, like, or and maybe he is an opportunistic lawyer. Why can't you be both? Because... It's not like these things that he's suing over are not ridiculous. Like they're, they might be small potatoes in the grand scheme of like, how is this affecting our everyday lives? But it's a slippery slope. And like, we have to keep these food companies accountable because all this shit that he's suing about is just straight up chemicals, like food shaped chemicals, anyways. And he's calling it out and being like, no. Label your things food-shaped chemicals, not vanilla yogurt. Exactly. This is the consumer. Class action lawsuits are the consumer's way of holding companies accountable. I know. You love them. (laughs) I love a class action lawsuit. 2021 promises to be a record year for food litigation filings with more than 300 food cases filed to date across the country. In April, Spencer Sheehan's firm reached a $2.6 million settlement with Blue Diamond over its Almond Breeze vanilla-flavored products. While New York courts have been the most popular forum for these cases, thanks in large part due to the number of filings challenging the labeling of food products labeled with the word vanilla, Tobin told The Post, We have identified more than 120 suits filed over the last two years regarding vanilla. This is a remarkable trend and represented about a quarter of the overall food litigation filings in 2019 and in 2020. Dang, vanilla. Um, I mean, like, why is it that hard to just put real vanilla in something? I guess so. (laughs) I I think it's just, it's just companies cutting corners and cutting costs. It's expensive. 
Yeah. The uh, one time I was at my partner's parents' house and his dad made, I forgot what the dessert, I think it was like strawberry shortcake or something, and made the uh, made the whipped cream himself. And so I sat down and took a bite and I was like, huh, is there is there alcohol in this? You know, n- no big deal. Why not? But is there alcohol in this? And his dad was like, no, 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 of course not. You know, whatever. And everyone else at the table didn't chime in. Um, and then my partner came and sat down and took a bite. And he was like, dad, what? Why is there so much alcohol in this? And I said, okay, right? And then finally everyone chimed in. Um <laughs> It was like, yeah, yeah, it's a little, it's a little boozy. I just made that story to sound like no one respects my opinion there. That's not true. I think that <laughs> no one else wanted to be, no one else wanted to be the person to second that it tastes like alcohol because they didn't want to seem like they were insulting the chef. Right. It turns out he used, he used pure vanilla, but like from Costco, but it was like literally pure vanilla. Most of the stuff that we use for baking, like as common folk is imitation vanilla. That mm-hmm. pure vanilla is like, I don't like 12% ABV or it's like something strong. It's, it's high in alcohol content. If you use too much of it, you're going to end up with some boozy tasting whipped cream. So like that, not to come to the defense of these, uh, you know, fake vanilla places, but maybe they're just like, we're trying not to get kids drunk on our cereal. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you should, you should be a, a shill for, for these <laughs> yogurt companies. <laughs> Probably make more money. <laughs> <laughs> expert wins, expert witness. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Sheehan began 2021 by filing a class action lawsuit against 7-Eleven's marketing of Yumyun's Crunchy Onion Snacks. Man, that sounds a lot like Funyuns, but it is definitely Yumyun's. And uh, according to the court papers, a bag of snacks, which are shaped like onion rings and feature images of green onions, but only contains onion powder. I mean, we're splitting hairs here, you guys. Well, since each onion, a bulb, root, stem, skin has a unique flavor and aroma compounds, onion powder necessarily is unable to provide the oniony flavor appreciated by consumers, says the class action complaint. Filed in Manhattan Southern District Court. (laughs) So (laughs) this needs to be chemical onion circles. Chemical crunchy onion circles is what you need to call your chip. Because here's the deal. I like the taste of a Funyun, which again, I know these are yumyuns, but you know what they're trying to you know, rip off. I like the taste of that though. If it actually tasted like a straight up onion, I would be like, oh, I don't want to eat that as a chip. I I don't care for a funyun myself or an, a yumyun, but I want you <laughs> to get the the premium. I want you to have the best. Thank you. Yeah, you really don't like onions. I like them, but you you just don't fuck with them whatsoever. I'm getting better at like eating like cooked onions and like fajita okay. mixes. I I can eat like cooked uh, onions, but yeah. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know this about Erica, she's a bit of a picky eater. I am. It's unfortunate. Unfortunate. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, everyone's got their their thing. You can't be perfect. You're you're nearly perfect. 
Nearly. Nearly. Like everything about you kind of floats above modern mortal. I've always thought this. But then when I see you order a taco without cilantro and onions, I'm reminded. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) She... She is still a person. She too bleeds. She was about to be a goddess. Yeah. She still bleeds. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. It was you. that moment. Yeah, it was that moment. And when we were in Barcelona and I was uh, eating fish by myself and you sat there and watched me eat it because <laughs> you insisted, no, I want you to have this experience and enjoy this. I'm just, I'm not going to have any. And so, like, you sat there and watched me eat some of the best fish I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it cheered man. me on. It was great. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> God bless you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I am but a mere mortal. Sheehan argues that he's standing up for the little guy, but he's the one usually getting paid. The $2.6 million settlement with Blue Diamond, for instance, Awards one dollar per item with proof of purchase, and fifty cents per item with con- without to consumers who bought the product between April fifteenth, twenty fourteen, and May seventeenth, twenty twenty one. According to ATRA, Sheehan's firm could receive as much as five hundred and fifty thousand for its fees from the settlement. So the lawyers get the bulk of the fees, which would we've always said about class action lawsuits. Well, yeah. And I mean, in some instances, that's kind of upsetting. In this instance, I think the point that we hope is that Blue Diamond will discontinue their bag of lies. And in that sense, and like in that case, it's like, well, everyone who ever bought one doesn't really need money for, you know, damages because everything going forward from Blue Diamond is going to be more honest. The people who deserve the money are the lawyers who made it happen. That is not always the case with class action lawsuits. If it's a class action lawsuit of like employee abuse and all that kind of stuff, obviously we need to pay out money and stuff more than just going to the lawyers. But in this case, it's kind of like, you know, this is like Robin Hood if Robin Hood kept most of the money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. You know what this is like? You know what this is like? This is like if the U.S. government actually taxed billionaires. Uh-huh. If they actually taxed billionaires, we wouldn't, maybe we wouldn't have to pay as much or whatever. Like, they would definitely keep all of it. We wouldn't, like, get anything from it. But maybe it would be better, right? <laughs> I, don't I know. like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I want to know what this lawyer's like boat that he no doubt owns is called. <laughs> the vanilla uh, vengeance is what I would call it. Yeah, yeah. I would call it like natural food, the natural food, or I would call <laughs> call it "Don't tell my wife." Whatever <laughs> fucking stupid shit boats are usually called. My second wife. My second wife. <laughs> Uh, I ride this one more than my first wife. That's for sure. Ayo. High five. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything Child about support. this man. Child I support. don't know anything about boats. 
Um, oh my goodness. Erica. Yes. I, I got to ask you a question. Okay. Are you hoarding anything? I am. If, if, and so you live somewhere where you can go uh-huh. drive to see the snow, take, uh-huh. take yourself up to a mountain and go see the snow. It's, it's just magical. It's beautiful. And it's totally worth the trip. It's something I do every New Year's Day with my partner. We take our hungover bodies and we drive up to the mountains of California and we go see snow. And I just would recommend if you can, if you live somewhere, go see the snow. That's sweet. Yeah. Are you hoarding anything? Yeah. So, you know, we're here we are, the first show of 2022. And what? New Year's resolutions. Whether you do them or you don't. I had a system that I did a couple years ago, or like a few years ago, that I have decided to re-implement this year because it was fun. You write down, it's called a resolution jar. So write down 5, 10, 20, whatever resolutions that you want to do for yourself that are realistic, that you can accomplish in a year. So like big or small, whatever, whether it's like, you know, go through my closet and throw away old clothes, or it's, you know, um, get a raise, like some things that you want to do over the course of the year, write it all down, put it in a Mason jar. Okay. Maybe you keep an extra notes, notepad of it on your phone. So you remember, but what I like about the jar is that a, your resolutions are written down. So you don't forget. And B, every time that you do one, pop a dollar in there or something, or like check it off, do something to indicate that it was done. That way, New Year's 2023, one year from now, you can open the jar and like see how much you actually accomplished in a year. The things that you set out, because we forget, we forget what we do all year and we forget our tiny accomplishments and stuff. And so I just like a little bit of a reminder of like, you know, because we don't know what kind of year 2022 is and I fucking damned if I speculate, but maybe... (laughs) It'll be nice to revisit this jar and go, okay, well, I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this. And like, you know what? Fucking treat yourself to a couple uh, couple things that you know are going to happen 100%. Like, I love I, like, I don't know. Let's say this, just one that you know is going to happen. Like, let's say you're you're definitely going to get a promotion in the next like couple months. Like, you know it. It's already in the works, whatever. Just write that down. Get promoted. And then pop a dollar in when it happens. Just just things to remember. So that's what I recommend is a resolution jar. And if you're like me and you don't start your January resolution kind of time until the second week of January, because to ask anyone to do anything after New Year's, in my opinion, is uh, unreasonable, mm-hmm. then uh, you're listening to this at the perfect time because this came out on January 3rd. So you've got time to make your jar. I love that. I love it so much. I'm going to do this. Thank you. You should. You should. I'm going to do it too. We can go over them next year. (laughs) What are you throwing out? I'm throwing out hugging me when I say I'm not hugging unvaccinated folks. Don't Mm. force a hug upon me if I say 
I'm not hugging people that aren't vaccinated. That's my boundary. And that's a hard line that I'm going to keep. And it's, it's, it, it's, uh, it should be illegal. I should be able to call the cops on you if you hug me against my will. Don't force little kids to hug people. That's messed up and, and teaches them about boundaries. Like respect people's boundaries. And if they say, hey, you know, I'm just not hugging unvaccinated people. Say, oh, okay. You know, I've chosen to ignore science. I'm going to live my life. You live your life. And just don't force a hug upon someone this holiday season or ever. Yeah, I uh, I agree with this. Even if your boundary is not have anything to do with uh, the vaccine and you just don't want to be hugged, that no one should ever force a hug on you. Yes. Yeah. It's weird and it's aggressive at that point. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry that that it sounds like it happened to you and I'm sorry that it did. Thank you. It did happen to me. True life. It happened to me. And uh, it was gross. And I hope it doesn't happen to any of our listeners. So what are you? I hope it doesn't either. What are you throwing away? Just want to piggyback on my resolution thing a little bit with what I'm throwing away. I'm throwing out a societal pressure to lose weight in the new year ever. Like if you want to throw in your resolution jar that you want to drop 10 pounds in the next year, by all means do it. But like this, the common, like everyone sign up for a gym membership. It's the new year, have to start prepping for summer body, whatever, new year, new me, all this kind of shit that like it's thrown at us our entire fucking lives that we have to like January 1st has to be the first day of our new life and lose whatever pounds, weight, fat, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) We, (laughs) nobody's got time for that. Like nobody's not, not that we don't have time to lose weight. We've got, nobody has time to be feel pressure or feel bad about themselves about what weight they are. And I know that that kind of comes out a lot this time of year. I'm guilty of feeling it like your your post holidays you've been if you're anything like me you've been eating and drinking like a an animal for the past like month and a half and so media tries to take advantage of that tries to tell you're not good enough and tries to pressure you to be someone else and y'all if you're a millennial we went we've been through 911 we've been through recession after recession and we are currently in the throes of almost two years of a pandemic. If anyone makes you feel like you need to lose weight, I'm giving you permission to slap that person in the face. Like <laughs> risk risk the Omnicrom. Leave your apartment. Go to where they are and just smack them in the face. <laughs> okay, fine. I can't give you permission to do that and don't do that and don't blame me. Ugh God. Don't hit people ever. Fine. Whatever, whatever. But like I'm throwing out the this everyone lose weight in January shit, unless it really, really means something to you, in which case do it. But like, it needs to mean something to you, not mean something to all of society and you worrying about what anyone fucking thinks about you. You're, you're surviving. You're here. That's all you need to do. You are surviving a 
global pandemic that continues to evolve because people refuse to get vaccinated and or do not have access to a vaccine yet. Yeah. You you don't need to replace one meal a day with a fucking smoothie that's on sale in January. Get get out of my face. Yeah. And here's the Unless that. you want to. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad, by the way, if they really do want to lose weight. I'm just saying, don't fucking feel pressure to do it. Yeah. Well, where can the people find you? I'm thinking about changing my Instagram name and my oh. like Twitter handle. Is it crazy? I don't know. So, uh, and and since we're recording this before the beginning of the year, like I don't know if I've done it yet. So let's just skip me. And if you, I mean, you know where to find me. You know where to find me. You know where. Where do they find you? You you, At, you I, can find me. You can find me. If you can find this podcast, you can find Cassandra. You can find me. You can find me at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and at Gilly Gal on the Twitter. And you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. We will not be changing the name. And you can no. find our website at TrashyTrashyPodcast.com. Same thing with our Gmail, TrashyTrashyPodcast at gmail.com. Email us while you're trash. Tell us your Vegas stories. I canceled a Vegas trip recently because of Omicron. And so uh, one day we will go to Vegas and we will read your trashy Vegas stories live and we will do correspondence on the ground, but not today. Yeah, we really meant that when we were asking for Vegas stories, but like this fucking pandemic just won't let up. Just will not let up. And honestly, you and I going to Vegas and getting COVID, like, that's really trashy, but, like, in the bad way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> How'd you get COVID? At a buffet. <laughs> oh. At a buffet uh, doing research for my trashy podcast. And they're like, oh, yeah, that <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes when my family asks me, I'm like, we cover wacky news stories. <laughs> it's just nothing easier else. to explain. <laughs> As always, you can leave us a review on Apple and Spotify <laughs> just rolled out a rating system. So hey. we would appreciate however many stars you can throw our way. And thank you for listening. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.